here we are, another week of the Audible. Kimbo, Camber, John, Kajemi. We're, we're missing one of our compadres. It's a little lighter. The three amigos are down to the two amigos right now. I feel like I should do a dancer. I think one of salsa. our amigos is out in California drinking wine. I think and, he is. You know, and, and, and having a good time. Joe's on vacation this week, so uh, we'll, we'll go without him. But I guarantee you, Joe's, I know where he is. He's out in Incline and, you know, got the family out there. He's got a pinky up in the air pretty high. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny because his family, his family here, um, or so sick of going to, to places in California because it's the only place he goes for vacation <laughs> with him. Like, Dad, we got to go out there again. again. You know? And he said, the only, he said he had to tell him, we won't go to San Francisco this time. He made a deal? He made a deal. We won't go to San Francisco. We'll, we'll bypass <laughs> San Francisco. So, so they, they, made, they nodded approval and, and they got it done. Uh, John, this, this is it this week for these guys. OTAs, they had mini camp last week. OTAs this week. They'll go until Thursday. And then it's off and they come back for training camp in – uh, late July uh, to get things going here. Um, and, and there's some catching up to do with some of these guys, particularly Absolutely. the rookies, the, some of the rookies out there. Uh, I had the chance to watch practice uh, out here today and, and watch it. And, uh, you know, you can really see. You can, you can see some of these guys. And, and you know, you, they're not out there in pads, but you can kind of get a, a feel for where they are. And, and a couple of things that, j- that jumped out to me. I, I think you see the, the, the struggle between with Gusecki and, and Smythe a little bit. Not so much in their ability to play, not so much in what they can do, because Gusecki's catching just about everything that they That's throw right. his way. But uh, and I know I talked to those guys a little bit too, our, our Gusecki off the off the air a little bit when, and, and and they're struggling with. He says, you know, I, I learned something, and then ten minutes later they give me something else and they dump it on me. And we got to know that in 10 minutes. And so. then doing that on the fly. Yes. That, that's the biggest thing. And we got to hear Kasicki and, and Smythe talk to the media this week. And they talked about, hey, we brought a whiteboard from, from mm-hmm. camp. We brought it into our room. Yep. And we have like a study hall session every night where I'm, riddle, I'm rattling off a play to, to, the, you know, to each yep. other. They're up at the board. And not only are they putting up what they do, but what everybody else around them has yeah. to do, because that's just as paramount as knowing what you yep. need to do on every play. Because you may be a decoy trying to get somebody else open. You may be running a route trying to take two defenders with you so it opens up Kenny Stills on a deep yep. dig route or it opens up uh, Devonte on an under route. Yep. So these guys are going through at a high rate of speed, but their mind is even moving faster yep. because uh, their body needs to catch up so that they're all on the same page. And a lot of things they do, John, are about spacing. You know, you can, okay, I got to run, run a little out route. I got to run a, a curl. Well, where do you run that curl? Where do you settle at? Where's the spacing at? Am I, am, am I running my curl and I'm sitting right next to, uh, you know, to, to, to one of the other receivers? Right, and what so, adjustment do I have yes. once the coverage changes, once the ball snaps? Yeah. What do I do now? And I think those are the things that you probably saw today that we've been taking a look at. And quite frankly, their athletic ability is great. Yeah, they get down the field, you watch them on one-on-ones, you watch them on seven-on-sevens. But in team drills, when things are moving and there's 22 guys out on the field, it's difficult to manufacture and maneuver and find room where you're supposed to be at the time the quarterback's ready to deliver the ball. We're going to get a chance to talk to Kenyon Drake a little bit on the program today. And we'll talk to him about being a rookie and coming in and being in this situation because it wasn't so long ago he was that guy trying to figure out, you know, what the plays. And, uh, and, and like you said, they're not, they're not slowing down for anybody. And you've got all the veteran guys that have been in the system that they know it like the back of their hand. It's just like duck falling off the back of a water, water falling off the back of a duck for them. <coughs> they're just going about their business. But these guys just get it stacked on. The other thing, uh, it's nice seeing Raekwon McMillan out there moving around. He's moving really well. Uh, uh, Jerome um, Baker. Jerome Baker. Yeah. Uh, watch him out there. The one thing I look when I see it, Jerome, is, is you kind of, you know, we had him in uh, uh, a week or so ago and, and talked to him. And, but when you see him on the field, uh, not the biggest linebacker out there. No. Uh, but he's a speed guy, uh, and you see his athletic ability. It's how he's going to adapt to playing against big guys uh, in, in that outside linebacker position where they've got him lined up right now. And I think, Bo, you can see that kind of uh, – one step behind in Jerome's play yep. just a little bit. He's in the right position. Yep. It's about anticipating being there before the ball gets there, yep. about contesting the catch instead of allowing the catch and then tagging yep. you know, the def- defensive, as a defensive linebacker instead of tagging the tight end, being in front of the tight end. Yep. So those are a lot of those learning curves that I think this rookie class is going through because this train is moving now. Yep. This train is at full speed, and it's going, and it's going to continue to go. Even though they have a break, until the end of yeah. July, that learning curve now, the expectation of where you should be yeah. when you return for training camp 
is going to be very, it's going to be a high threshold. Yeah, and I've talked to a handful of the rookies. Uh, you know, I talked to uh, Gasicki about it. Uh, I talked to Minka uh, Fitzpatrick about it. I said, hey, what are you guys going to do after this OTA? And they said, we're going to go home for a week, but we're coming right back and getting right That's back right. Into, into, into what we're doing and what was going on because they know the importance of it. Um, but, you know, it's, you're right. I, I remember as a rookie coming out and, you know, learning my coverage, learning my coverage, lining up and going, okay, then we're in a base formation. Um, you know, I've got, I've got this coverage. I've got this zone or I've got this man or whatever. And you go, okay, all right. I feel good. I know what I – all of a sudden, boom, everything <laughs> switches. Now they got – now they got a bunch you – know, they got three receivers on one side, another one on the other side. Now I'm like, wait, am I strong side or am I weak side? If I'm strong side, do I still go outside? Or do I is, – is this considered a weak side? Because, you know, I, I mean, those things – and they happen quickly. That's right. And they're not waiting. They're not saying, okay, we're going to do it. Okay, wait. Let's okay, let's stop, pra- again let's stop practice. Again. Oh, you got the three guys here. This is your strong side. This is your weak side. If you got the weak back, this is your weak back. Even though he's split out or whatever. It's, so it's, it's, a, it's a big learning curve. And, and the, pace, the pace out there uh, is, you know, is, is pretty quick for each and every one of these guys. And I think it'll change a little bit in training camp because right now it seems like the defense, especially the defensive front seven, they're coming after the quarterback at a rapid pace. So there's not a lot of uh, blocking going on in terms of pads. So things are a little bit disjointed when you go for the passing game, maybe for the running game, for a guy like Kenyon to see that hole and hit it as he would when, when you have pads yeah. on. But, but things are going in, in a pace that I think the rookies are catching up a little bit day yeah. by day. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to have to stay after it because, as you said, the expectation when training camp starts, they have to pick up and be seamless yeah. from now to then. We'll talk about this a little more on the program, but I'm sitting up there with the scribes, and they're like, oh, there's a sack there, there's a sack there. I'm going, damn, they got no freaking pads on. <laughs> I mean, I you know, know I, I mean, look, well, there's a it, negative play. You know, it's, e- it's easy for a defensive end to run up the field and beat a guy when the guy's got no, you know, no, no pop. You're not going to punch him and do those types of things. But anyway, they'll, they'll, they'll get caught up. Meanwhile, Kenyon Drake joins us right now. Kenyon, how you doing, man? Yeah, how you doing? Good. Got a little, another mini camp kind of uh, under your, uh, uh, getting, getting to be, is under your, under your belt now. You got these end of these OTAs. Where, where's your mindset right now as to what you want to do between now and the, uh, and the time training camp starts? And, and what life has been like different for you um, after getting the, the, the playing time you got last year and the expectations of you coming in and, and being a big part of this running game? You know, I just want to, you know, continue to gain the confidence of, the, you know, the coaching staff, my fellow players. Um, you know, since the last year ended, I just kind of wanted to, you know, not really focus on last year or, mm-hmm. you know, what I did last year, yeah. but kind of use it as a stepping stone to, you know, what's, you know, to accomplish this year, obviously from a, um, a team standpoint, we didn't, you know, obviously finish how we wanted to or, you know, get the, the number of victories that we wanted to. Uh, from a personal standpoint, I was, um, you know, I, I, I like, I wanted to end on a higher note than, you know, what I did from the Buffalo game, but I did a good job, you know, from a personal standpoint when I got my opportunity. Yep. And that's when it's something that I wanted to definitely focus on when I got my opportunity to make the most of it. And then, you know, this year just kind of come in with Frank, you know, um, around me, helping me, you know, just with that, his veteran leadership, helping these other young guys um, like Kalen and Buddy and, and uh, Brenna Radcliffe that are on, you know, in our backfield along with Sonora. So just kind of, you know, just, uh, you know, lead this, this team and this running back group to, you know, a lot more wins this year. You know, I, I remember during training camp, and John, I'm sure you went through this all, all the time. Every year I had one or two things I really want, I want to get better at. You know, I, I want to get better at an inside rush. I, I want to get better at you know, knocking somebody, you know, certain, you know, certain skills that you want to improve that, you know, are going to make you better. Do you have a couple of those things on your, in the back of your mind that, you know, between now and during that training camp period before the season starts, I want to get better at this aspect of my game. Forget everybody else. This is what I want to do better. Yeah. I just want to work on my patience when it comes to um, hitting the holes. Uh, I always had a, a high school coach that I always try to reiterate to me, you know, patience to the hole, burst through the hole. And mm-hmm. my speed was always something that I, you know, always wanted to utilize. And that was kind of separated me from a lot of other different players or back specifically. So, you know, when I see a hole, I can burst through it. But then sometimes at this level, it takes a little bit more patience at mm-hmm. one little false step to kind of set up the blocks, you know, to the, to the, the, the grand scheme of the play. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of, you know, make a cut inside or outside, depending on how everything is. So that's kind of one thing I definitely want to work on is my patience. Take us back maybe a year ago in your situation, learning 
of pro-style offense and what maybe guys are going through now? Because we were just talking about the tight ends trying to get up to speed because we've got two rookie tight ends. You look at your situation now. You're the feature back. You're the guy at running back. But you also have a guy that's uh, one of the best that's ever done it in Frank Gore. And now you've got three young guys that look to you to say, hey, Kenyon, what, about, what do I do here? Or how would you do it here? Or how would you handle it? How difficult was it back then a year ago for you? And now your unique situation where you can learn from a vet and then share wisdom to young guys. Yeah, I feel like it's the best of both worlds, honestly, because I'm always, you know, I'm never going to be in a place to where I feel like I'm, you know, comfortable where I'm at, you know, not at all. Um, I'm always going to be a student of the game, trying to learn all that I can and also, you know, trying to give the guidance and the wisdom that I learned through just experience. I feel like that's the father of learning is experience and repetition. So um, the last two years from my first year, I definitely learned a lot just about professionalism coming in as a, um, you know, a rookie trying to get my feet under me, trying to, you know, build a platform that I can kind of step on from there. And then my second year was definitely another stepping stone to where um, early in the year, um, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of playing time, but I got a lot of special teams playing time. And that kind of gave me a lot of confidence to go out there and just make plays just from a gunner standpoint or from a, you know, kick return standpoint, just whenever I got the chance to, you know, make a play on the ball, I have the ball in my hands. And then once I actually started running the ball and um, getting out there and understanding the grand scheme of, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing, what the O-line is doing, what the quarterback is checking, then what the D-line is doing, how they're slanting the secondary if they're coming down and things of that sort. So now this year is almost just a maturation and having all those things that I learned from the last two years come into one and to kind of go out there and just, you know, show what I can do on and off the field. You kind of work on the fine details of, of, of being a running back in this league and, and within this offense, but take yourself back a couple years to your rookie year when you were standing out here like the rookies, Allen, you've gone through OTAs, they've installed a lot of stuff, and then you walk into a team meeting before, and here's three more plays that we're going to run here, and then we're run out of the field, and, and, and 10 minutes later, you're, you're having to, to do those things. And, and you, there, there's, a, there's a very steep learning curve, both from a both from a, a terminology standpoint, from an execution standpoint, and from a fundamental standpoint in each one of those things. And I can imagine as a rookie, because I, I remember it myself still, uh, it, it just felt like you were standing, you were standing, standing in the middle of I-95 and cars are coming in all different directions. And sometimes you, you don't know which way to turn. Right, and this is definitely with this type of offense that Gage runs, it's high tempo, yeah. you know, high octane. So, you know, once you get on the roll, you make a big play, you know, he's getting on the ball, he's barking out, yeah. you know, signals to, to the receivers, Tanny is trying to, you know, relay to everybody. Then, you know, then I'm trying to be in the middle, just trying to, you know, catch, you know, catch what I can yeah. from, you know, any type of signal or any type of, you know, just anything that I need for me to run my my specific uh, play or my, uh, you know, my technique. So it was, it, it's kind of funny just, you know, hearing, you know, Kalen and all the other guys that are rookies now just being like, you know, everything's just moving real fast, real fast. And I'm like, you know, that's just how it is going to be, you know, for the, the next, you know, few weeks when you get in training camp, it's going to even be moving even faster because it's real deal then. But at the same time, it's just really, you just got to remember, it's, you know, it's football. So once you know, you, you put that extra time in to study, you go out there, you get the reps, and then once you mirror the, the study time with the reps, and then you just re repeat it yeah. over and over again, and you just go out there and you play the game you've always been playing. We got the rookie side of it now. Now take us to a guy that's been in the league 14 years in Frank Gore. I mean, when I saw him, I still couldn't believe. <laughs> he just looks like a, a chiseled man. Yeah. He just goes this, sideways, you know, shoulder to shoulder, and then straight down. What's your impressions been, your first impressions in, of Frank Gore, and what type of guy he is and what kind of teammate he is. Yeah, you can see why he's been in the league for a long time now. Um, obviously, coming in to this offense is new to him, so it's new terminology, new, um, you know, new offense in general. So he's kind of learning as he kind of goes on the fly too, but you can see that hunger in him. You know, it's not like, you know, he's just kind of sitting back and letting everybody else just kind of, you know, do what he has to do just because he's, you know, a 14-year vet and he's, you know, he's – pretty much almost a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. He really wants to go out there, help this team win, help the younger guys, um, you know, build up the confidence and build up the knowledge they need to go as well as building his himself up. He didn't have a problem with coming and asking me a question that, you know, he may not know from an offensive standpoint. Um, and that kind of means a lot to me because seeing, you know, where he's come from and, you know, the type of person, the player he has, you know, shown to be, the fact that, you know, he has to come and ask me some questions about the offense, it kind of gives me confidence to know that, you know, I'm still dependent on to, 
you know, lead this group because I am the most tenured back on this, you know, on the roster. So it's hard, just, to believe, hard to believe you're saying that, right? Right. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's just cool just kind of knowing that, you know, I have him in my corner. And then I learn from him just by looking at how he goes out and handles, you know, his business day in and day out. And when he gets the ball, it's still, it's, you know, it, it throws you back. You're like, you're looking like, you know, back in time because he still looks like he's, you know, a rookie yeah. out there running around. You know, you you're, uh, got about 80 guys running around there and, and you got to get down to 53 at the end of training camp. But uh, there's been a lot of changes on this football team, a lot of personnel changes. I think they're looking at attitude changes, a lot of different things. When you're in the locker room, um, how does this team feel different to you than, than maybe the, the last couple teams you've been on? Uh, I mean, you know, every year is a different team, and that's, the, that's how the NFL kind of yeah. goes. It's a, a new year, new team every year, literally. It's not like college where, you, you know, you're showing for four years, five yeah. years with a scholarship. So, I mean, you know, it's just different because it's different people. There's different mm -hmm. personality, different characters. Um, you know, Gase, you know, has the guys here that, you know, he believes was, you know, will help him win games. And, you know, I wish nothing but the best for the guys that, you know, moved on to other places to, you know, kind of go on and um, take advantage of their, you know, individual, you know, opportunities. So um, I feel like now that, you know, Gase, you know, has the people that he wants here and that wants to, that he wants to, you know, form into what he wants to now. He wants to count on. Right, exactly. So it's just like now we're, um, you know, we're just looking to win the games with the people we have in yeah. the room. That's, a, that's all we can do. How's it been with Minka uh, now on the roster? First-round draft choice, coming from Alabama, uh, being a guy that has played multiple positions at a high level, national champion, uh, all-SEC, all-American. How is his growth and how is he maybe – leaned on you a little bit because you come from that similar background, that similar culture. Have you been able to talk with him and talk him through some things as a rookie? Yeah, I mean, and the thing with Minka, I mean, he doesn't really need much help. He kind of, he's very self-sufficient, <laughs> yeah. honestly. So, you know, every now and then I'll get with him and ask him how, you know, how, you know, practice have been going for him and things like that. And they, you know, he said, you know, one of those, it was like, a, like one of the mini camp practices last week. He was like, yeah, man, they had me in three, four different positions. Like, he was like, you know, it was, it's hard enough to where, you know, you got to learn one position, but, you know, he has to, you know, go out there and learn nickel. He has to learn free safety, strong safety, outside corner. So, you know, if anybody can do it, I know he can, honestly. We've been talking to Dolphin fans, you know, the entire offseason, and you, you go around town and, you know, people are asking questions about Ryan Tannehill. People want to know what what does he look like? Is he healthy? Uh, is it good to have number 17 back in the huddle leading the offense? No, for sure. And um, I always like, you know, somebody asked me about him, I always just, you know, tell him it's like he was never missing to, from the jump because he was always in the meeting rooms. He was on the sideline, you know, our best, you know, our, our best cheerleader, you know, because he couldn't be out there physically, you know, he was always there mentally getting the reps. Um, you know, in the meetings, always, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what, you know, how can we check to this, check to that. So it was like, it's almost like, you know, he, it was, he was never, you know, Gone. not there, yeah. right? So it's cool now actually physically getting them, having them out there. And it's like almost like a calm effect with the whole entire offense, having them out there, having ex expertise and, and knowing that, he, you know, he's going to lead us again this year. You know, it's, uh, it's nice to have Alabama guys. I, I remember my, my early in my career, we were kind of struggling to get a, be a team that gets in the playoffs. All of a sudden we got Bob Baumhauer from Alabama. We got Tony Nathan That's from right. Alabama. We got Dwight Stevenson from Alabama. We got Don McNeil yeah. from Alabama. Next thing you know, we're seeing the playoffs every there's year. A, there's so, a trend. So there's a trend. There's so a I'm, trend. Hoping, I'm hoping this is the beginning of, of one of those trends. Get a, get a few more of these Alabama guys and Ohio State guys, and, and we may be that football team that's, uh, that's, that's challenging for big things uh, each and every year. I, I need to ask you this. Um, if, I, if my memory serves me correct, you, you got a dog, right? Yeah, I do. You got a dog kind of calms you down, keeps you cool? Mm -hmm. What's your dog's name? Maxine. And Maxine? I'll, she, yeah, she, I have another dog, too, named Tyson. And, and is Tyson, uh, what are they both? Uh, Tyson is a mix between a poodle and a schnauzer. Yeah. And then she's a poodle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. poodle, poodle and a poodle schnauzer mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do the guys think about that in the locker room? Uh, I mean, hey, what floats your boat? Man? <laughs> I, I, love, I love my dog, so I, I don't really care what anybody thinks. I got allergies. <laughs> These are these are non -allergen, <laughs> allergenic, allergenic, allergenic. I don't know how you say it. Yeah. Hypoallergenic, yeah, hypo whatever the hell yeah. they are. Uh, but so look, I got a, I got a dog that's less than three pounds myself, so I can't I can't say too much. But uh, long as long as it keeps you keeps you going. Hey, are, are you excited about uh, about the prospects of training camp here? I know you never, you know. I tell you, being as hot as it was out there today, um, to think it's going to be hotter back then, that's hard to that's hard to imagine. But I think it is going to be. But uh, are you excited about getting back out there and? And you guys have been working for a long time now. You're going to, after this 
uh, after these OTAs are over on Thursday, you'll get a break until uh, mid to late July whenever training camp opens. And, and then the real thing comes, and you know what that hall's like. Uh, are, are you excited to do that, or are you looking forward to this break and, and then coming back uh, refreshed and ready to, to just hit things running at full speed? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, being the, the competitor in me, you know, wish the season started tomorrow. Yeah. But obviously, you know, you know, we need a little time to kind of um, make sure that we get all the wrinkles out um, make sure we're at the best, you know, our best conditional, you know, shape, you know, going into the season. And the break will definitely do us some good. Um, just kind of get away from football a little bit, just unwind and make sure we come back full speed. So, um, you know, it's been a great OTAs, uh, great seeing the, the young guys yeah. come in and definitely compete. Um, definitely feel like the rookie class is definitely going to contribute this year, so I'm excited about them. You guys got an offensive line coach out there who's a bit of a lunatic, isn't he? Yeah, man. Like he's like one of those old school offensive line coaches. Well, turn, turn your hat the around. Defense, the defensive line coach, he line. gets it going. Yeah, yeah Coach Kasurik. Kasurik, maybe yeah, that's, he, he, he maybe gets that's it what going. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Is that the gets first it. and last guy you hear when you, when you <laughs> no, come on, for on sure. the field? For sure. And you always got to have a guy or two like that on your team just to kind of get everything, you know, edged up a little bit, get guys out there yeah. running around, you know, guys running around hitting each other for a living you need that kind of guy in your yeah. ear to kind of get you wound up well that guy always it was either offense or defense we go oh, damn it let me oh, show no. you <laughs> get you the snap. next thing you know the guy has got blood coming down his forehead you know damn it that's the way to do it, you know? it it's great those types of guys every day whether it's an ota practice or it was mini camp you're going around and everybody's an individual drill or they'll break out to go for yeah. special teams and there's one voice in the corner on the yeah, second yeah. field, yeah. all the way in the bag, he's going, get out the ball! <laughs> right, always. Go always. Run the ball. I, I, all, all I appreciate it. It's all cut from the same cloth, oh, it's man. beautiful. That's it. Hey, Kenyon, uh, I want to thank you for stopping by, man. Looking forward to big things out of you this year. It's been, it was a pleasure watching you get the opportunity to get your carries last year, and we're looking for big things out of you. So, uh, uh, you know, have a, have a good rest of the offseason, however, however small it is, and, and get ready to come back and hump it pretty good, huh? Yes, sir. Appreciate, appreciate you. Thanks, Thanks for your time, Kenny. Yes, Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. Yes, sir. Kenyon Drake, the offense looking for a lot, uh, a lot there. Explosive. That I, yeah, look, that's I, what I, he I brings love, to this offense. Yep. Explosive play. We saw big plays uh, time and time again. I think in Carolina, you say, okay, here, this is what we, this is what we, we, we can expect, and we can see more of from from him. And then, and then I think I, I really love the addition of Frank Gore, both as a mentor, but as a guy that's going to give you. You know, he's not here to be a. He's not here to be a teacher. He's here to play football and, and be productive. And I think, that's, I, think that, I think that's a good mix for the Dolphins. Good for him because he's going to share carries. Uh, he's been in the league for a long time. Uh, but I don't think his carries are going to be minimized uh, very much. I think the best thing, Bo, about our running back situation is we've got two backs for sure that can play on all three downs. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's in there. If somebody needs a, a blow after going three series in a row and there's been a nine-play drive or an 11-play drive, uh, you can stick. Frank Gore in, or yeah. you can you can put Kenyon back in the game if, if Frank's the guy that was in on that series, and you know you've got a guy that does not need to be substituted for yeah. for any types of plays, any types of pass protections, any types of certain runs that he likes or yeah. dislikes. I think their skill sets uh, are obviously a little bit different because Kenyon has that breakaway speed, but Frank is built to, to break tackles yeah. as well and, and get those tough yards and catch the, the football out of the backfield. Yeah, not only reaching a little bit, but too, you look out, you look out there at practice to see uh, number 33, Kalen Bellagio oh, yeah. out there. He, he's, you know, he's a specimen. big, strong, specimen type of guy. And, 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 and John, I, I like the idea of having multiple tight ends that you can use, whether you're going to use one, two, or three. I like to have multiple backs where you're going to put two of them in the backfield. You know, we saw Adam Gaze try to do, wanted to do that last year um, with, with, uh, with Damian Williams. Right. And, you know, there was a couple times you had Damian and, uh, and Kenyon in the backfield. Both can catch. Both can do multiple things. And I, like, and I think the Dolphins, we talked about this uh, last week in the secondary, how depth gives you, uh, gives you opportunity to get different matchups, different matchups yeah. and get people in different spots. Same can be said for the offense when you've got three or four tight ends that you can rely on when you've got a number of running backs and you can put them in or, you know, one running back, three tight ends, two running backs, one tight I mean, there's a lot of different combinations. And then you throw the receivers out there. They're really, they're really are. Uh, now, these guys got to produce, but I think the types of players that give you a lot of flexibility offensively, uh, the, the Dolphins are in, pretty good, in a pretty good spot with those guys right now being, you know, before anyone's, look, someone's going to get hurt somewhere down yes. the road. So. You know, that, that always changes, but I mean, where we sit right now and looking down the road, got to feel pretty good about the options that are available in there. I think so, especially at, at the defensive back position, just yeah. as Kenyon was talking about, Minka went to him and said, hey, 
they had me at three or four yep. different spots. Well, that's going to happen. That's a reality yep. because of the skill set that Fitzpatrick brings to the Miami Dolphins secondary. Yep. He can play off the ball. He can play on the ball. He can play in the slot. Yep. He can play on the edge if, if needed. There's a lot of different things that he can do. And it's the same way if you get Balaj coming along, if he's not making mental mistakes right. because the offense isn't too much, yep. you know, he's blowing a circuit on, yep. on pass protection or he isn't where he's supposed to be on the checkdowns. Those types of players can be key, not only to the offense or the defense, but those guys, especially the tight ends, yep. are going to have to contribute on special teams yep. somewhere. Yep. Those are your guys, those Balage right. uh, type yep. players. You know, you've got Durham the Durham Smythe, Smythe type yep. player. You've got uh, an extra safety in the back end yep. that's going to have to be a, an ace because yep. you're missing guys like Michael Thomas. You're yep. missing guys like Damian Williams. Yep. They were not only keys no, for really, offense and defense. They're productive. They were your top guys with Walt Aikens yep. on special teams. One of those positions or two of those positions are going to have to create those types of players yep. on special yep. teams. No doubt about it. You get Tony Lippett coming back, and, and hopefully he can fill one of those spots because he he's a pretty good special teams guy also along the way. But, yeah, things are looking good. So some of the, some of the concerns I have just watching practice out there, John, and, and I, hate to, I really hate to bring it up a little bit because they're, they are in, in just, you know, there are no pads and, and they're doing what they can do. But, but pass protection has been an issue uh, since minicamp, OTAs, all these things. And, and look, some of it is the, the fact that I always think the offensive linemen are at a disadvantage in this type of situation because, you know, they're, they're not punching like they would punch. They don't have their pads on. Uh, and the defensive linemen can kind of just tee off on them a little bit and get around the corner. Um, and, and along that lines, I'm, I'm watching Laramie Tunsil, and he seems to be, he seems to be one of the guys that, that's kind of struggling out there. Looks a little big to me. Looks a little slow-footed to me right now. And, and I think he's one of those guys, at least – from my vantage point, in, in a short period of time watching him, I'd like to see him be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more aggressive, and, and a little bit more urgency, a little leaner, maybe, and a little quicker. You, you know, know I, I think Bo, you're <coughs> right. It is tough to evaluate, <coughs> truthfully evaluate, because if you go through any one of these OTA practices, any one of these mini camp practices, you would probably say, you know what, the defense had the advantage yeah. up front. Yeah. But. On the flip side, there could be a fight every play. Yes. You know, how hard do I punch uh, a Robert Quinn coming around the corner without pushing the limits and saying, this is going to be a full-on, full-speed drill, which it can't be. You know, so so you're right. I I think you'd like to see guys in better spots, in better hand positions, better footwork type of things. But but I I do think as they're going through individual drills, as they're going through the seven-on-sevens and the team, that there has been good work going back and forth, but I would say the majority of the practice, at least the one I saw today, uh, the defense had the advantage. There was a pick six by Tony Lippett. You know, the, the, even though the vets were back to work, there were a couple deep balls on the other end yeah. uh, by the offense, but the defense won the two-minute drill. They stopped the offense on every occasion. So there, there was a, a little bit heavy-handed on the yeah. defensive side. You know, before Kenyon came out, I saw him out in the field, and he asked me, he says, you know, what is this thing we're doing? I said, it's a podcast. He said, and, what is that? And he knew what he knew what a podcast. It wasn't like, like, Joe? like you and I and, and, and Joe. Joe and, well, I guess and you, you know. I, I, no, I had no idea. I'm still trying to I figure it out. I faked it, Bo. So I said, well, look, if you want to see it, just go to Apple Music. Go to Dolphins.com. Right. You can go to the Miami Dolphins mobile app. You can go to TuneIn Radio. And, and the episodes drop since Joe's not here. Thursday. Thursdays. Oh, yeah. They drop Thursday. So, uh, so that's what's going on out here. And, and look, we always want to give – we always want to let our, let our fans that, that – are. We always want to let our fan know that listens to the podcast for us. (laughs) That guy's a great guy. Is that you can send in your questions on on Facebook and Twitter, uh, and and we'll get to them. In fact, we'll kind of get to some of those right now before we get to some other things. Before we do that, uh, the Dolphins, all but one of their draft picks is signed, and I think they're pretty close to Gesicki. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, Jerome Baker, Durham Smythe, Kalen Balazs, Cornell Armstrong, Quentin Poling, and Jason Sanders all – all, uh, all have signed their contracts. Gasecki, I know, is pretty close to it. I'm looking through these numbers. Uh, Jason Sanders is going to be an interesting guy to watch. Yes, he is. Got some leg strength. Um, he had a great day today. Had, had a good day today. Had a couple that kind of, you know, kind of spun, spun out of control. But, uh, boy, he's got a strong leg out there. Well, you kicked one from 62 that yep. hit the middle of the upright. Yeah. You know, and it had, it had plenty more distance. Yeah. So, that's good to see because it's one thing to do it in the bubble. But when you yeah. come out on the field and it's humid and the wind's blowing a little bit left to right or right to left and trying to get accurate from 50-plus, uh, both of the kickers, I thought, have done a really good job. Yeah. Joseph's done a nice job as well. 
All right, let's, uh, let's get to some of these Facebook questions. This is the first one, something that we haven't, we, we've kind of dealt with before from uh, Mingo Boone on Facebook. Drafting two tight ends in the same draft when Fins need more is highly irresponsible. It's like Miami forgot that Gusecki could not block, so they said we need to get a blocking tight end too. We haven't had that question before, have we? I mean, we've had, to, we've had someone ask the same question. Uh, I was waiting for Miami to hype up this pick. Pick with things started to go downhill. The Balazs pick was a good move. The rest, not so much. Well, Mingo, I'm glad you, you, you've been out here watching practice and watching this. Well, pick. I, think, I, I think tight end has been a, a pretty good priority for the Miami yeah. Dolphins over the last couple of seasons, especially yeah. the way it went last season when you had such high expectations yeah. and you didn't get a lot of production out of the position. Yeah. So I, I don't mind doubling down well, and, and look, with I, the Miami Dolphins John, picks. we spent a lot of time here talking before the draft. And we said, what do you want to come out with? And one of the things that was always on the list was a tight end. <clears throat> and, and I'm a guy that, that and, and I, I, I went another step. I said, you give me a tight end that can catch the ball. I don't give a shit if he can block or not. Right. I don't care about that. Well, you can always find a guy that can block. You can put Sam Young in there as a tight end. Let him block right. if you need to. You, so then you get the guy, you get the next tight end who is a blocker. So you cover both your bases. You give yourself the opportunity to be in double tight, triple tight with guys like this. But you've got a guy that's that, you've been trying to find that prototypical that, that guy that can run down the field. Get a matchup. Half, half wide receiver, half tight end. Put him out in the slot. Get, met, get some mismatches for him. And a guy that can catch the ball. And I think that's exactly what they got. And then you back it up with a guy that can block. I don't think that that's irresponsible of this football team by any stretch of the imagination. How many times in the red <clears throat> zone did the Miami Dolphins take Julius Thomas, yeah. put him outside, and ask him to run a slant, ask yep. him to run a fade, ask him to, to run a fade and expect the ball on a back shoulder yep. throw. There's so many things that fits Kosicki a yep. lot more than it did last year with Thomas because he just couldn't get it done anymore. Well, you know, one of the things they talked about Gasicki coming out of the draft from Penn State, he's a guy that, he got, a guy that, goes, that gets the ball at the peak. The high balls. That's that gets up there. He wins a, in the air. There's a play out today. There's a play ball today. Ball tipping around. Hits, hits high ball to him, tips it up. Balls bounce around. Two or three guys. Could have been a pick. Two or three guys touch it. All of a sudden, he comes out of nowhere, high points it, takes the ball. Exactly what we talked about before him going in the draft. And, and that's what you're looking for. And that, I don't give a shit if he can block or not. I really don't. No. If you can make plays like that in games that count, that, that's, that's, what the guys, that's what the guys here for. What do the Miami Dolphins do inside the 10? They don't stack it. They don't go no. really a lot of three tight ends. They spread you right. out and allow Kenyon Drake and now Frank Gore yeah. to, to be able to use that accordion. You know, you spread yeah. them out by formation, then you might bring them back in. But when you bring them back in, you might have Gasicki split out as an X or a Z against a corner that's 5'10", yeah. and now we play jump ball. Or yeah, you look, try to fight I, I don't, You know, Julius Thomas isn't here anymore, so I hate to take shots no, at I'm him. No, I'm not taking a but shot. I, but just, I was taking shots at him when he was here. Look, there were a number of times where Adam Gaze put him out, split him out, or put him in a situation that was an ideal matchup. And he would run the route and be open, and the ball would be delivered, and either he wouldn't make a play on the ball, he would short-arm the ball, or he would drop the ball. And, and so, you know, if you watch those games last year from a tight end standpoint, there were opportunities to make plays there. He just didn't make plays. Now you take a young guy in here that goes after the ball, that can catch the ball, and look, Back when Julius Thomas was a young guy, you know, same thing. You know, he that was lost, the matchup. You know, he's just he's an older guy. I mean, right. he, and his skills weren't earned what they were early on. Now you got some young guys that, that you got a coach that can put them in these mismatches to take advantage of. I just don't see what there is to feel upset about about that. You're not. Yeah, you shouldn't be. And you should also have the expectation though that his best football isn't going to be in 2018. No, no. You know, no. he's going to be he's going to yeah. be uh, a very manageable 2019, tight end. 2020, Absolutely. that guy should be hitting. He should be stride. dominant. Absolutely. Yeah. But you hope that you see glimpses when he's given those opportunities to be split out yeah. in the red zone to, to run a seam route, to take the football away from the opponent, to defend and make sure it's not an interception. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot yeah, of some different things you go on, that you, go you on can defense, do yeah. as an offensive wide receiver or tight end that you might not make a touchdown or make a conversion yeah. on third down, but the other team isn't going the other way with the football. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gregory Crate off Facebook. Drake will really do well this year. I watched him at Alabama. He's the real deal. Look, I, I think we saw, uh, you know, a, a good enough, enough sample size from him uh, last year to understand that this guy can really be that, that breakaway runner, uh, give you the big home run ball. Uh, and, and I think what he's got to do, and he talked about it while he was here, got to learn a little more patience, 
but and then and then really plant that foot and go. And we've seen that from him. I, I I'm I'm really excited to see what he's going to do this year, um, especially again going back to Frank Gore with a guy like Frank Gore that can give him some nuggets along the way that are going to make him a better football player. We know he's explosive. We know he has great vision. Yep. The one thing that I think he checked the box that I didn't know he could do, he's durable. Yep. The guy is tough. Yep. He bounces off of would-be tacklers. Now, he's not as big as when, when Jay Ajayi did it right. in his style of running. But this guy, when he does it, he's going, and he's going two or three yards beyond that tackle. Yep. He's already gone. Yep. He's not taking that extra hit. He's bouncing off, and he's using his speed and his quickness, and I think that's where the Dolphins have an advantage because those four- or five-yard tough runs might turn into 10- and 12-15-yard yep. runs. We saw that. We don't have to imagine what he can do. Yep. We saw that on the football field last year from Kenyon and, Drake. And I watched him from the year before to last year. He just gets strong as can be. He looks strong now. Um, and, and, and the other thing with him, I, 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 just, I just think he's – He's ready to have that 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 type here and understand what he's doing, and and, and I've I've said this time, God doesn't have much tread on his tires. You know, he was sharing snaps at, at Alabama with a Heisman Trophy winner, so it's Couple. not like so not like yeah, so not like he was getting worn out there. His first year he didn't play much. Last he year hurt. he played more. He was hurt. Last year he played more. Guy doesn't have much much wear on his tires there. So you really got a guy that's that to me has, you know, to me the only reason that he's not going to be a really good player this year. It may be uh, between his ears or, or if he just, for some reason, physically, he just can't get it done, which I, I have a hard time. I'm excited to watch him play. I have a hard time believing that's going to be the case. I'm excited to watch Kenyon Drake yeah. run the football. Very much. Uh, Jeff Claiborne from Facebook. Curious, if the team brings in Quinn to go with Wake and Haynes, uh, does that mean it acknowledges first-round defensive end Harris isn't very good? And I, I Look, I think the team, I think everyone looks at stats with Charles Harris last year and said he didn't do anything. Uh, he was close a lot. Uh, he was splitting reps. Uh, I think he's going to be a better player this year. But I think what this says, to me what it says is this is a football team that's kind of shifted their mode from big guys in the middle to, hey, look, if we need to, if we need to line up five defensive ends across the board and rush the passer, then we're going to be equipped to do that. I think there's That's no, what it means to me. There's no doubt that William Hayes is going to kick down and play some defensive yeah. tackle in a lot of situations. I agree with you with Harris. I mean, the, the mentality of this defensive front is going to be give me as many plays at the, at, at the, maximum, at the effort. maximum effort that you can give me. And <coughs> yep. when you look around, here comes four other guys, yep. four other dudes yep. are coming on the field. And you don't want to see that expectation level go down at all because you've got Quinn and Wake. Hey, it might be Harris and Branch. Yep. And it might be Malvo coming in on yep. certain plays. There, there might be a lot of guys rotating at that tackle spot. Yep. You talk about Phillips that needs to have a really good year. Yep. God chow. Yep. You know, there, there's so many guys that are going to be in that rotation. You throw in a guy like William Hayes. Yep. And, and I think you've got you've got a good mixture. Does Vincent Taylor come on yep. and be a guy you can count on? I think this this defensive front is going to go eight, nine, nine deep. deep. Well, again, John, it's what we've been talking about in the secondary, and we just talked about offensively. You know, numbers of guys, you know, guy depth, rotation guys in the, on the defensive line. You know, depth in the secondary where guys can play multiple positions. So you got the same thing up front. And, and, and you know, when, I think when you really start to become a very good football team, that's what you have. You look at the Giants back when, when the Giants didn't were running through. Didn't matter who was there. in. Didn't matter. And they had all those defensive lines, Pew and, and, and JPP and, and, and all those guys that were lining up and just rushing. Hell, that's how they beat the New England Patriots. That's right. The Patriots were undefeated. They beat them with rushing four or five guys, all defensive ends, all day long in the Super Bowl. And, and, and knocked them off the, off the ground. You've you know? got to be able to have edge pressure, but there's nothing that irritates a quarterback more mm -hmm. than that when he escapes the edge pressure yep. and there's nowhere, nowhere to go. To go. Yep. That is where the Miami Dolphins have, have frustrated when they have, when they frustrated New England in the passing yep. game, and Tom Brady, they've been able to whiz on the edge, you yeah. know, get that get that speed rusher up the field, but they've been able to get somebody up in his face. Yeah, and, I, and look, I, the other thing, I... I, I um, love the fact that they brought William Hayes back because I thought before he got hurt last year that this guy was as good as anybody they had on that football sideline to sideline everywhere and, and you know you see guys trying to outrun him to the sideline and he just couldn't run him down and uh and for all his talk about him being you know he put pressure on the quad I, I just I'm just very happy about the about them bringing him back he's he, look, savvy he gives you effort and he, he's absolutely yep. a guy you can count on get questions from Twitter 
get questions from Facebook. Now we got one from YouTube. Oh, that must Our be. First YouTube. That's Joe's contact. That's somebody that's, somebody that's high tech, a little yeah. more high tech than we are. Uh, David uh, Lenzeth, Lenzen, uh, pulling for Stefan Anthony, his first year highlights were off the hook. Uh, fight for your job uh, and make it happen. Dude is super athletic. I hope to see you, uh, see you on the gridiron. I hope he's talking about Stephon Anthony. Yeah, I'm sure he If is. not, someone's going to have to give me a contract. We'll be on the sideline yeah, on the gridiron. I'll be on the sideline, not the gridiron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the Gatorade iron. Uh, yeah, Stephon Anthony's going to be an interesting watch. Yes. going to be an interesting watch because you got the young guys in there and, and McMillan and Baker in there. Uh, Kiko's, you know, he's, he's, he's locked in there. Garvin, but, a guy that yeah, has experience. Uh, you, you know, you got the kids from, uh, from last year. You got the kid Chase Allen. Yeah. Uh, you got Mike Hull. There's talent. Uh, a lot of guys out there that are going to be battling for those spots, and that includes special teams and all the things that those guys can do. Uh, so, Stephon Anthony, I, I think he's probably at the, at the at, at kind of got maybe to the top of the heap of those other guys. Um, but I think that's going to be one of the really good, uh, really good battles. To see who's going to come out, who are going to be that, who's going to be that linebacker group when uh, when the season opens. I up. I think Anthony was at a disadvantage last year because he didn't really late. know the defense. Yeah. He didn't really know how he fit into the scheme. Yeah. And this off season has been very beneficial for yeah. him in terms of knowledge, in terms of spacing, in terms of what uh, you know Matt Burke, the defensive coordinator, really wants to get out of that linebacking crew. And I think that McMillan coming back in the middle is going to solidify that entire group because yeah. he's looked good. He's looked like, you know, he hasn't really missed a beat in terms of where we thought he would be as a rookie. Yeah. He doesn't have the game experience, but he did have that offseason to be around it. And now he's going to be counted on to be one of those leaders at linebacker. Yeah. Another Facebook from David Roy Edwards. We found a gem in the X Factor in Xavier Howard. I just hope we don't trade him. Davey's looking pretty good out he there. Does. He made a play today, and they tried to run that little one-man screen out there, and he just got right in the middle yeah, of it. Absolutely, got his hand on it. And I, I'm, uh, you know, he, he took a he, he took a big step forward. I think in the, in the second half of his rookie year, took another big step last year again. And, and I think I think you know, at least from what I watch him play, John, uh, I think what he's got is what every cornerback needs. I think his confidence is there. I think he believes he can play at this. I think he knows he can play at this level. And I think now he believes he can be an elite cornerback at this level. And I think we're starting to see that come to the surface. You know how that is, Bo, when you play with confidence. There, yep. There's nothing like it. You feel like you can't be stopped. Yep. And I do believe that Xavier feels that way. He's played that way in games when it's counted. He looks the part. I mean, he's got great size. And now he's starting to anticipate and, and be able to position himself where he doesn't have to go so far to make a play. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not that big 10-yard cushion where yeah. guys are throwing out routes and, you know, Xavier's not in the frame. Yeah. This guy is, is serious about his craft. His body looks terrific. Yeah. His speed looks up to par. And I think he's separated himself, you know, from, from some of the other corners on this team. And I, and I think he's got himself – I think he's getting to the point where he's one of those guys that sees formations – sees, you know, sees route trees Just by alignment. And, and says, you know what, oh, okay, I, I know what they like to do out of this. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to cheat. And, I, and I've seen safeties, you know, some of the best safeties I've played with were guys that knew, knew, knew when and where they could cheat to put themselves in a better position to make plays. And I think you started to see that uh, out of Xavier Howard. And, and, uh, um, there was a play today, Bo, that Kenny Stills ran almost like a, a double move corner. Yeah. And it was right in front of me. And Xavier already ran before Kenny ran broke. He, he read the route. He ran outside and told Kenny, I was waiting for that right. play all day. Right. I've been waiting for that route yep, all yep. day. And, he, and if the ball came his way, he was in perfect yep. position. Those are the types of things you're talking about yep. where you have some experience now, you have some confidence now, and your body's ready yep. to react for you. Yeah, the one thing that a lot of people don't understand when you talk to them about these young guys and getting ready is say, you know, and, and you say, you know what? The guy's not going to be his best until he doesn't, until he can stop thinking out there. But still, you don't tell, you know, when they call, whether you're an offensive defense player, they, they call a defense or they call an offensive play. And you've got to kind of go through a check. Right. You know, if you're doing that, you're not at your best. You know, it's that, okay, here's the play. Boom, I know what to do. I, know, I don't got to worry about, I don't even got to think about it because I know what I'm doing. Now it's about how do I beat this guy at this deal because I know where I got to go. I know where to get there. And, and I know how to beat this guy. I just got to do it now. And you're not seeing ghosts. You're not no. guessing. You, no. You're actually ahead of the game. You're anticipating what could possibly happen. And if it doesn't happen, you're still in position to make a play on the football. Um, 
Dolphin, uh, Dolphin Mike uh, out of Twitter. Dolphin Mike two. I don't want to get him confused with, with one. Mike yeah, one. he one's always or asking Dolphin question. Or Dolphin Mike with no number <laughs> behind him. Um, I believe pride, poise, and leadership will win us more games than the talent we lost in the offseason. Go Finns. Uh, John, I, was, I, just, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago I saw where uh, Sports Illustrated came out uh, and, and picked the Dolphins to be a three-win football team. Yeah, I saw team. that. Uh, I think the over and under in Vegas is five and a half or something like that. So, so nationally, this team is not getting, not getting a, lot of, a lot of respect. Understandable because – When I, you I, lose players. Well, the, the, I, you know, I was talking to a guy yesterday, a guy that I like, and, and, you know, and, uh, and so he's you know, having a serious conversation. He says, geez, you know, you – Got all, rid of all these guys and this and that. And I said, yeah, but you know what? You've got the guys, you got the guys here you want. You know, you've got the, these young guys, and uh, you, you've had a couple good drafts, and you're building a foundation on, on young guys. Um, and, and so you know, I don't think the guys that, lo- that you lost are going to be a, a, a big issue. And, and, and I, be- I believe that. But there's a lot of other people who say, oh, but, but and, and I think locally you can tell people that. And the people that are doing the national stories, they're not down here. They're not, all they see is, okay, you lost Sue, you lost Jarvis Landry. You lost you know, Mike Pouncey. Mike, you lost Mike Pouncey. Tanu hasn't played in a year and a half. Three wins. And, and I think that's the way that their evaluation, people that are out of the market, that's their evaluation. Now, I, go to, I was out in San Francisco in the, in the Bay Area for a week last week. And believe me, they got the 49ers. Uh, were they, they going got, to the Super Bowl? They got the 49ers going to the Super Bowl right now. Only because of... And they're going, yeah, you know. you got Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, they're going, oh, this is better. I go, no, no, no. You know what's better? Your quarterback's better. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo made all the – before him, you guys – I talked to you guys last year. Six We're three wins. You team. guys are pissing and moaning how bad you are. All of a sudden, you make the trade. This guy wins five straight games. Yeah, we're the greatest team in the world now. So, you know, it, it, sometimes it, it takes that, that guy to come in and, and that, that can make a difference. But things change, and, you know, I'm sitting here on the outside, and they're talking about their offensive line. I go, you know, no, it wasn't your offensive line. It wasn't your running back. It wasn't your receivers. It was that quarterback you right. got. And I can see it from a distance. They're living right there, and they, they couldn't put two and two together. Well, I think it's only natural for people to, to go back and say, okay, you lose Jarvis Landry. Yep. He caught over 100 passes. He's got 400 passes <laughs> over the last four years. Mike Pouncey played all 16 games for the Miami Dolphins. Hadn't done that in forever, right? feel like he could he could be a difference maker on the offensive line. Dominican Sue was a dominant defensive yeah. tackle. You know, he could yeah. pressure the pocket. He was really good moving side to side. You lose Jay Ajayi, running back who went to the Pro Bowl. You know, had, had how many, yeah. you know, explosive games for the Dolphins over the past, you know, two years. It is only natural to think that way. But you were a six-win team with those guys. Right. And you didn't have your Jimmy Garoppolo. You didn't have your quarterback right. that – can make a difference on a team that can mask yeah. a lot of things. Now that's asking a lot. That's putting a lot of pressure on Ryan Tannehill, but that comes with the territory. Yeah. That's his job. He has to be that good to mask yep. the deficiencies of who you lost and to get the best out yep. of who you gained because nobody's talking about who the Dolphins gained. Yeah. You know, nobody's talking about Albert Wilson right. or, or Danny Amendola. Yeah, or you know, Quinn. No, or, or nobody's talking about Robert Quinn <clears throat> right. or Akeem Spence right. or, or Kilgore or Sitton. Nobody's yeah. talking about that. They're just talking about the guys that are on those, well, that well, rotating well, well, door well, going well, the other way. No, those, those guys aren't marquee names. You know, but they're, they're not, good players. But they're good players, right. And, 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 they're, and they're players that are going to be, that fit the mold of what this team wants, wants, to, to, be. wants to be. Yes. So I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's just... But, you know, so that, that's what it is. I, I wouldn't put a lot of stock. First of all, I, I don't put a lot of stock in, in, in you know, over and unders because. Who it, knows how everybody's well, going to be? I, I can I tell got, you. I go, I go back to go to Green Bay last year. Green Bay, Super Bowl contending team. They're running along. They all only of lost sudden, a guy. All of a sudden, they lose one guy. Boom. And no one, everyone, everyone that, that. They stunk. The, the week after that, the, the, the Monday after he got, after, uh, after uh, Aaron right. Rodgers got hurt. Everybody went back and looked at their schedule and who, they, who had lost. put a loss for Green Bay. Change it to it. That's a W now. It could that's, be. So, but that's the way the league is. And everyone keeps going, oh, well, you got this team and that. The team that you see on opening day, on, for both teams that play on opening day, they're not, week 10, they're going to be completely different teams. Guys are going to get hurt. Some guys are going to come out of the shell that, that you didn't count on. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a volatile league. And, and, and Especially the way it is now with comings and goings. So, but I think what Kenyon said earlier, you know, we asked him about, hey, go back two years to a rookie year, go yeah. back last year to how you felt. Every team changes the dynamic yeah. of, of who they are. Now, they may not change a whole lot of names, and if you don't change the name at quarterback and that guy's elite, there's less yeah. uh, a drop 
in, yep. in a team's expectation. But every team is going to go through that change in the offseason. Well, let's talk about volatility. You know, when Ryan goes out and then you, you in the last minute, you, 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 bring in, uh, you bring in Jay. You got Jay Cutler. I've never seen a more volatile quarterback in my life. And when I say volatile, one week looked great. The next week looked like he shouldn't be playing in the league. And then maybe the next week. And then all of a sudden he has. And, but, but, but the one, you know, I've watched Ryan Tannehill the whole time he was here. I've never seen that curve. I know from what Ryan. I know what I'm going to get. You know, from you Ryan. know, and, and, and you know, look, his his bad is not going to be as bad as Jay Cutler's bad. His good may not be as good as Jay Cutler's good, but you're not going to have the the peaks and valleys that you had out of your quarterback position with Ryan Tannehill if he stays healthy that that we saw during that period. So add add that into the mix that made this team a six win football team. You know, and 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 go. I go back to sixteen. And with Ryan Tannehill, in the games that were won in the last minute of games because of, you know, offensive plays, defensive plays, whatever, I mean, they won, they won 10 games, and they probably won six of them within the last three minutes last of the possession. football game. Yeah. On, on either game. side of the football. Right, right. And, 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 and for, my, for my liking, give me number 17 back there and take our chances when those opportunities present themselves. And I think last year, you go back, you know, the Miami Dolphins, yeah, they were a six-win football team, but there were games where you felt like you had a chance. Yeah. You, know, you, you felt like you had a chance. Uh, all they needed was another stop, or all they needed yep. was another first down. And, and on offense especially, there were so many negative plays, either before the ball was even snapped yep. or – or when the ball was snapped, taking a bad sack or, or having a yep. negative play, yep. that that team was not good enough to overcome that because the, I don't think they had enough consistency yep. at the quarterback position, yep. as you said. So this year, when you have Ryan Tannehill coming back, I think it, it gives you the confidence that, hey, first down or second down, that negative play isn't going to be as negative from the quarterback right. standpoint. Well, look, and it gives, you, it gives you a little bit more confidence as a play caller for Adam Gase <laughs> to do a little bit more things with your offense, because I know we've heard Adam say that there were certain things that you kind of had to steer away from yeah. with a certain type yeah. of quarterback. Well, and, and I'm glad you brought up the penalty situation because that, that to me, that to me is the easiest fix for this football team. Cause they had some horrendous, horrendous. They put themselves in such bad positions penalty wise, you know, from, for, from first and 10. Now it's first and 15. Very difficult to, to convert in the National Football League. First and ten uh, uh, for the offense. First and five. You, you jump offside now. It's first and five. Right. You, you know you, you 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 complete a play to move the chains to get you into scoring position. Oh, personal foul. This guy threw an elbow after you know, the play. After the play, let's bring it all the way back. Fifteen. Years. Now that that drive. You they they shot themselves in the foot so many times, and you're never going to eliminate penalties. But if you can eliminate those stupid penalties that are critical at a critical time in the game where, you know, you've just made a first down or you've just made a big stop and, and, and the guy feels the urge to stand and, and, and get in the guy's face and berate him. Here comes a personal foul. Okay, that, that stop you just made, now it's a first down, 15 more yards, and, and now they're going to kick a touch, a field goal, and, and we, could, we just got our asses kicked. Bo, how many postgame shows did we do last year where oh. we got to the penalties and went, wow, 11 Amazing. for 100 and, 100 and, you know, 15 yards yeah. or, or 14 yeah. for 100 and something. Anytime you're over 50 yards, I mean, 50 yeah, is a pretty big it. number. Anytime wow. you're over 50 yards and yeah. penalties, those, those hidden yards, you can't get back. Yeah. Unless you, you have a dynamic play, an yep. explosive play that masks all that. Because yep. you forget as a fan that first quarter procedure or that first quarter, you know, yep. personal foul that brings you back that stall to drive that you got no points. No points, nothing. And, and, you, probably, you, and you probably end up punting, gave them a short field, and they put points on or, the board. Or, you know, the flip side of that, yeah. you kind of gave them a first down yeah. or two, and there's 25 yards in that drive where yeah. you can't account for, but you watch film the next day and you go, wow, there it is right yeah. there. Yeah, I, I, I really We gave would, it to them. <clears throat> I would really like to see that. <clears throat> you know, I, I have two beliefs on, on penalties. Either you've got to strive to be the least penalized team in the league, or you just got to be a balls-out, badass football team like the old Oakland Raiders or some of the, you know, the Baltimore Ravens. It didn't matter. Some of those teams where you were so good, you said, we're just, I don't give a shit about penalties because we're going to maul you. Yeah. We're just going to run it. You don't like it, fine. Give us 15 yards, fine. We're going to throw one. We'll, we'll complete this one 30 yards down the field then. 
I'll throw you know, uh, you know, Kenny Stable will toss it down, <laughs> you know, to, to somebody to snag it and and move you branch. down the field. Yeah, the Cliff Branch or something. Um, so so it's one way or another. All I know is this: there are very foot, very few football teams that I've ever seen that are bad enough to be the le- the most penalized team in the league or one of the and most win. and win football games doesn't on a consistent happen. basis. It doesn't happen. Doesn't. Uh, speaking of Ryan Tannehill, Scott uh, Sindlinger comes in from Facebook. I have faith in RT17. Got the goods and weapons. Everyone is sleeping on the Dolphins, and that's why I like. Dolphins are going to sneak into the playoffs again and real close to it. John, how concerned are you about uh, about Ryan um, and in that knee? I, I, I know it's funny because out there today watching, and I'm just watching. I'm watching. In one snap, I go. I see him roll out, and I go, "Geez, I, you know, just you just kind of want you." You kind of, kind of bite your tongue a little bit, wait and see what how this play is going to come out. And uh, so I think until you really see him, you know, dig it in, plan on it, push, and do all the things that come with training camp in a regular season, uh, it's going to be out there. But 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 I think I think he's done everything he can from a rehab standpoint. Looks strong out there, not wearing a brace, which to me, for his self confidence, is is a big thing. I think you're right. I, I think everybody's tainted that saw Ryan go down last year during training camp because it was a non-contact play. But I think all the people that saw that have to realize that he's had surgery now. That that knee has been through a a vigorous off-season rehab uh, conditioning slash get your body back to play NFL football type of scenario. I I don't have any inhibition uh, about Ryan Tannehill, the way he's looked through OTAs, the way he's looked through minicamp, yep. the way he's going through individual drills, the way he's carrying himself, the confidence that he has. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. I, I think it's all about getting himself back into a situation in a real game to be able to go through yep. the process and say, hey, I'm ready. Physically, I'm ready. Now it's all up to me doing yep. it, you know, with my arm. You know, I, I, I quite frankly, I see a little more joy in him out there. You know, I, I kind of see him kind of you know, got a little more life to him. A little, well, it's, a little it's more, his team. A little more anime. That's it's right. It's yeah. his team. Yeah. I mean, this there's no way around it. If yeah. Ryan Tannehill has success, this team will win. If Ryan Tannehill yeah. is average, this team will struggle. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. He has to be good. He has to be at his best. If he struggles, well, we're going to have to have some help somewhere else yeah. to win that game that particular day. And that's, that's pretty fair for well, look, quarterbacks he, around the league. But I will say that... He has to be at his best within the AFC East yeah. because the key to the Dolphins getting to the playoffs yep. is sweeping the Bills yep. and, and sweeping, sweeping the, the Jets. Jets. And yep. there's no way around it because if you look at the schedule, you got to find six other wins that way. Yeah. That's the easiest route yep. for Ryan Tannehill and company to be good against the Jets, be good against the Bills. Yep. If you sweep them, you've got a chance. Yep. I, I, with you. I agree with you 100%. Okay, last thing here before we could go on Twitter, at Gator Sprinks 96 what advice would you give the players before they take off until training camp? Don't get arrested. There you go. Bingo. Stay out That's of trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, stay <laughs> out of trouble. Stay don't put yourself in a position where I don't care if it's somebody else doing it. Walk away. Just walk go have away. Fun. Have fun, but just man, just you know, and, and just man, just just stay in shape, you know. But don't be you, the news. No, don't. You know, yeah, don't be yeah. the news. Yeah, let everyone, let everyone else be on the news. Don't uh, don't pop up on ESPN. Oh, geez, in Miami, so and so. On South Beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff, just yeah. just go hang. You know, a lot That's of guys. It. A lot of guys are going back with their families. A lot of guys yeah. doing things over the next probably five or six weeks. But I, I think this team has a, is vested. I, well, I think well, this if, team if, has given a lot. Yeah. If, if over I, the last month. If I have a good feel for this team right now, I think the vast majority of these guys are going to go home for a week, ten days maybe. And, and then be right back here uh, and, and getting themselves ready to go. Because it's, you know, it's, it, it's just the mentality of the game these days. You know, different back in the old days when, you know, you, training camp was a way to get in shape. You know, you, if you're not, if you're, look, if you've got almost a month, you've got about a month off, maybe a little more than a month. Yeah, about five before weeks. Before you come back, five weeks. If you don't do anything, you're going to be way, way behind the curve when you get back here. That's right. <clears throat> and you may have a starting job now, but six weeks from now, if you, come, if you don't do anything, you, you may be an also-ran. Yeah, it's, and it's so, not only physically, it's mentally. Yeah. It's going over things that you've done through OTAs and going over that and just kind of rehearsing those yeah. scenarios in your mind because you, it's very difficult 
to take that switch from on and put it on off for an extended period and expect just to flip it back on. That's right. Apple Music, Dolphins.com, Miami Dolphins mobile app, TuneIn Radio. Episodes drop on Thursdays. Uh, you can catch us each and every week. Joe, Ro- Joe will be back. I think Joe will be back next week, right? I, well, I think we, Joe, that's the plan. Well, we're thinking. You know, he's, in, he's in Lake Tahoe. And he's I know, in his I know sweet he, spot right now. He likes now. to gamble a little bit. Yeah. He likes to get out there and throw the, uh, you know. Did we give that advice to Joe before he left? Don't be the news. Uh, you know, you can give that advice to Joe a lot. <laughs> I think Joe, Joe likes to be the new. Let's, let's just put it to you that way. All right, John, appreciate hey, Bo, it. Always a good it. time. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next week. That's going to do it for the show today.